0: Hey, welcome back. I'm Don Wells, Onfolio CEO, and this is the third episode of our mini podcast series. This episode is a pretty interesting and exciting one because I'm going to be walking you through the Onfolio grand vision for want of a, a better title. And really what this means is I see various different phases that Onfolio is going to go through over the next few years and um, I'm just going to lay them all out because you can have an idea of where you're going to go, but the work you do right now isn't necessarily tied to where you want to go in a linear fashion in the sense that yes, you do have to do A before you get to B and you have to do B before you get to C, but what you're doing in A may not be directly related to C because you it's part of the path. Um, so without being ambiguous, let me just jump into it. So really, what I see as phase one, and this is the phase on folio is in at the time of recording, and phase one is we're really accumulating businesses, we're building a team, and we're developing our playbook. accumulating businesses and websites, it gives us the audiences we need, and it gives us the feedback on what audience are ideal really for our grand plan and it also gives us very important revenue and profit that we need to grow our team and the platform for the team to learn and grow Um, and the playbook will be an important part of Onfolio as well it'll form the collective brain and will give us the ability to execute on larger opportunities and move into new spaces systematically So really what I mean by all of this is we don't want to be a company that just runs a collection of mediocre websites. We don't want to just buy a bunch of uncorrelated businesses and run them in a standalone fashion. There's not necessarily anything wrong with the latter, um, but it's just not what we think the big opportunity is. We, I've, I've talked in previous episodes about how I believe the real opportunity is building a modern media company. And so in order to do that, you need to have large audiences, you need to have a large team, and you need to have a team that knows how to work together. But if you try and start with that, and you try and start with building something wonderful and amazing you may struggle because you may you know it's the whole don't run before you can walk thing so what we're doing now is we're we're learning to walk and we're we're accumulating everything we need laying the foundations and really what what that is is well we need to accumulate audiences so maybe we buy a business in the pet space and then we buy another business in the pet space or it could be the same pet or it could be a different pet. Maybe we then buy a business in the home and lifestyle space. And after that, we we might buy a business in the uh, cooking space. So now these are standalone businesses, but at the same time, there's a lot of overlap between the audiences. So that means in future, if we launch other businesses or buy other businesses that have overlap between all of the ones we've already bought, then suddenly there's a lot of synergy. And this is kind of what I mean by phase one. It's just accumulating all of that. Not only that, but we're going to need a strong team in place to run all of these businesses. And to some extent, when we buy a business, it will come with a team and we will be able to just put one or two people in general manager or CEO positions. But at the same time, we have our core central team, which I'll probably go over in another episode, and that core team will be able to collaborate on multiple businesses or on any given business as needed using the playbook to do the things that we want to do. And then the playbook itself is going to be things like, okay, when we buy a business, what are the levers we can pull? What are the improvements we should make? What are the expenses we should get rid of. And, and even earlier on in our process, the playbook's going to tell us what type of businesses we should be buying in the first place. And so phase one really is the platform upon which everything is built. And it's hard to know exactly how long it's going to take. But for me, i f- I believe phase one will be completed when Onfolio is a public company listed on one of the OTC exchanges. So whether that's OTC QB or OTC Link, we'll, we'll know later when it comes to the time. We'll have over $1 million in EBITDA and we will have sold some of our smaller sites that don't fit into the broader plan Um and finally, we'll have enough team members and specialists that we feel confident we can handle all the different requirements, whether that's uh, certain e-commerce things, direct um social media, general marketing. So we're, we're really, this is what I mean, we're building the foundations. Now, one million in EBITDA is obviously quite small and being on the OTC markets is quite small. But this is why I'm just talking about phase one being the initial foundation. Once that is in place, we move on to phase two, which is where a lot of the work we'll be doing is similar to phase one, but it's building on top of the the platform and the foundation. So yes, we might still hire people, but the focus isn't building our team because we will have built a strong team already. And yes, we'll still be acquiring businesses and acquiring new audiences, but instead the focus will be on building on top of all of that, building more robust businesses really understanding the audiences within any given business, turning and exploring weaknesses and starting to innovate as well, starting to create product. I also believe, and the team do as well, that it's important for traffic to any of these websites to become a flywheel. Um, So by that, I mean maybe we buy a successful website about um, dogs going with the, keeping with the, uh, the pet example. Now, Maybe at the time of purchase, it's just a website about dogs and it gets a lot of visitors. The visitors enjoy reading the content and then they leave. And there's nothing wrong with that. We can make money from that. But what happens if Google decides not to favor our business as much and the website gets less traffic suddenly? Uh, Fewer people are visiting every day. That is a risk. For us, we want that traffic to become a flywheel where... Maybe we launch a paid community or a free community and they join, they have a great time, they enjoy interacting with the website and now the website is becoming a brand and not just a generic website. And once that happens, two wonderful things happen. The first is if Google changes its algorithm so the website loses organic Google traffic, it doesn't really matter because people are coming to your website business, buying stuff from you from all different sources, from social media, from email lists, from referrals and so on. But secondly, Google sees that happening and it knows that this is a real brand rather than a generic website. So it's far less likely to downrank as much because you're a legit brand. Google says, oh, you're a legit brand. I'll give you more traffic. So I will consider phase two to have been achieved when 5 to 10 million in EBITDA. We're building out our traffic flywheels. We don't fear our traffic or the fundamentals of the business could be taken away at any given moment. In terms of an organizational point of view, our teams have been split into semi-autonomous hubs with clear goals and plans for executing them. We qualify for NASDAQ. We don't necessarily have to list yet in phase two, but we're big enough to, to actually be considering it. And we've raised enough money from preferred shares and other debt forms that our long-term cost of capital is 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 going down. Maybe it's ten percent or below, or even lower, seven percent. Um, and in terms of valuation, we would at this stage probably be a fifty to one hundred million dollar company. Of course, the goal, the goal is and isn't to grow the valuation of the company because it is because, of course, that's why shareholders invest. But of course, the motivation should be building these brands and the valuation comes later. And then in terms of the brands, they have fans. We're not just running random, non-descriptive websites or companies, which is hard to measure. To some extent, it's subjective, but essentially we could ask ourselves, have people heard of these websites or are they just generic websites? So I'm thinking around late 2022 or 2023 that we'll be looking at this. It really depends on how well we raise money and how well phase one goes. So phase three is really just building further on phase two. We'll be dominating the niches we're in. We'll be showing our ability to move into new spaces and and even new mediums. We'll be still fundamentally a content business and a media empire, but e-commerce will be a large part of what we do, selling physical products as well as digital products. We will have, potentially we'll have uh, conferences uh, if if the world opens up again. And really throughout phase one to three, we'll also be acquiring various launch vehicles. Um, by this, I mean properties that can be leveraged to launch new properties or new businesses so things like deals websites or general content websites that cover a, a range of topics and have um, a large fan base so if we want to launch something else the fan base can be the um, the initial seed to launch that and uh, just to give a more tangible example of that, I mean, if you think about big brands, for example, uh, let's say Morning Brew, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Morning Brew. And if they wanted to launch another newsletter, which actually is part of their business model, they, they, they've they launched several new newsletters since the Business Insider acquisition. They they obviously, they have their existing audience who loves them and they say, we're going to launch a different newsletter and certain segments of their audience think, great, sign me up. I'm going to subscribe to your new thing as well, which allows them to slowly move sideways into different different niches and topics. So once we're in phase three, this is where we'll really be leveraging that skill. We're no longer thinking, okay, we need what are our weaknesses? Where are our gaps? What do we need to acquire? Uh, what team members do we need to recruit? Instead, we'll be thinking, okay, we've got a pretty good thing going here. We've got a bunch of great brands how can we really pour fuel onto the fire and and you know send this thing to the moon and phase three is essentially the final phase although there probably will be more phases that come out as we're going through the phases but right now early in phase one phase three is really the the current goal that we're working towards so phase three is really going from thinking, okay, we have a foothold in a, in a niche to, okay, we're building out our presence in a niche to, okay, we dominate this niche. And we're never going to fully be able to dominate a niche because there's always other players in a niche, but we will be considered one of the leaders in virtually every niche that we're in. So phase three really will be achieved when, in terms of valuation, we're at that 100 million um, plus range. Uh, we have top properties in the niches that we're in As I mentioned earlier, we don't fear a Google update or Amazon changing their affiliate commissions or changing how they work with their e commerce partners. And a much more important metric is we can influence the niches we're in. And by that, I don't mean we can influence how people think, but I mean if we're in any particular niche, we are thought leaders in that space. So if we launch a new product or we start discussing a new thing then people in the space will be talking about it and will be interested and so for this we're looking really but by the time we get there i'm sure we will have a phase four and a phase five mapped out already which i will of course share with everybody along the way so that's the that's the plan that's the um the vision and it really goes back to what i was saying before in earlier episodes and what I've talked about on our preferred shares offering page, where I said, I really believe that traditional media is breaking up. People are not just relying on uh typical broadsheet newspapers or print media or typical um, news websites to get their news or to get their learnings or their education. Instead, people are going to niche publications that engage with them and entertain them. And, frankly put out better content than traditional media and we see a fantastic opportunity to buy these businesses and improve what's not working well okay let's me go back a sec we see an opportunity to buy smaller properties and businesses in the space and turn them into these modern media brands that people love a large part of that is because many of these websites are sold by somebody who has Kind of single channel competency and only one thing that they're good at. And when we come in with our very talented and multi team, we'll be able to double down on what's working, improve what's not working, and create additional avenues for those businesses and really turn them into the brands that will lead the future in modern media. So As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you can't start out trying to do that, but you can absolutely start out with that end goal in mind. Um, I know it might be slightly uh, (laughs) big-headed to compare ourselves to Amazon, so I'm not going to do that at all, but the story of how Amazon grew is interesting because Jeff Bezos, right from the start, imagined an everything store that sold many, many different things, but he knew they couldn't start out just like that. They had to start out by going for something easy. So he chose books and then from books they went into DVDs and and over the years and decades they've expanded into being the everything store that they are now. And we have a very similar um, uh, viewpoint about picking a path and starting out with one aspect of it. And so that's what we are really working on right now and – As I mentioned, we are in the early days of phase one, but we know exactly where we're going to go and we have a pretty good idea of how we're going to get there. It's just about time and execution. So that's it for this episode. I'm going to end it here and I'll see you in another episode to continue the series about really what Onfolio is and what the opportunity is and what it is we're trying to do.